Chapter Three of Khalid: A Tale of Arabia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Angelique Campbell, December two thousand eighteen. Khalid: A Tale of Arabia by Francis Marion Crawford. Chapter Three. Khalid sat with his sword upon his feet and when zahoa was not in the room he played with the hilt and thought of all that was happening truly he said to himself allah is great was i not but a few days since one of the genii condemned to perish at the day of the resurrection and am i not now a man married to the most beautiful woman in the whole world and the wisest and the best needing only to be loved by her in order to obtain an undying soul and why should this woman not love me truly we shall see before long when this mummery is finished so he sat on the couch while zahoa was led before him again and again each time in clothing more splendid than before and each time with new songs and new music but at the last time the attendants left her standing before him and went away and only a very old woman remained at the door screaming out in a cracked voice the customary exhortations then she too went away and the door was shut and khalid and zahoa were alone it was now near the middle of the night the chamber was large and high lighted by a number of hanging lamps such are made in baghdad of brass perforated with beautiful designs and filled with colored glasses in each of which a little wick floats upon oil upon the walls rich carpets were hung both arabian and persian some taken in war's booty and some brought by merchants in time of peace a brass chafing-dish stood at some distance from the couch and upon the coals the women had thrown powdered myrrh and benzoin before they went away but khalid cared little for these things since he had seen all the treasures of the earth in their most secret depositories zahoa had watched him narrowly during the ceremony of the dresses and had seen that he felt no surprise at anything which was brought before him his own country must be full of great wealth and magnificence she thought since so much treasure does not astonish him and she was disappointed now that they were alone he still sat in silence gazing at her as she stood before him and not even thinking of any speech for he was overcome and struck dumb by her eyes you are not pleased with what i have shown you zahoa said at last in a tone of displeasure and disappointment and yet you have seen the wealth of my father's palace i have seen neither wealth nor treasure neither rich garments nor precious stones nor chains of gold nor embroideries of pearls khalid answered slowly but zahoa frowned and tapped the carpet impatiently with her foot where she stood for she was annoyed having expected him to praise the beauty of her many dresses hm. those who have eyes can see she said but 
if you are not pleased my father will give me a hundred dresses more beautiful than these and pearls and jewels without end i should not see them khalid replied i have seen two jewels which have dazzled me so that i can see nothing else zahoa gazed at him with a look of inquiry i have seen the eyes of zahoa he continued which are as the stars sirius and aldebaran when they are over the desert in the nights of winter what jewels can you show me like these then zahoa laughed softly and sat down beside her husband on the edge of the couch nevertheless she said the dresses are very rich you might admire them also i will look at them when you are not near me but then my sight will be restored for other things khalid took her hand in his and held it tell me zahoa will you love me he asked in a soft voice you are my lord and my master she answered looking modestly downward as her hand lay quite still she was so very beautiful that as khalid sat beside her and looked at her downcast face and knew that she was his he could not easily believe that she was cold and indifferent to him by allah he thought can it be so hard to get a woman's love truly i think she begins to love me already zahoa looked up and smiled carelessly as though answering his question but khalid was obliged to admit in his heart that the answer lacked clearness for he found it no easier to interpret a woman's smile than men had found it before him and have found it since even to this day you have had many suitors he said at last and it is said that your father has given you your own free choice allowing you to see them and hear them speak while he was receiving them tell me why you have chosen me rather than the rest unless it is because you love me for i came with empty hands and without servants or slaves or retinue of any kind riding alone out of the red desert it was therefore for myself that you took me you are right it was for yourself that i took you then it was for love of me was it not there were and still are many and good reasons answered zahoa calmly and at the same time withdrawing her hand from his and smoothing back the black hair from her forehead i told them all to my father and he was convinced tell them to me also said khalid so she explained all to him in detail making him see everything as she saw it herself and the explanation was so very clear that khalid felt a cold chill in his heart as he understood that she had chosen him rather for politic reasons than because she wished him for her husband and yet she added at the end it was the will of allah for otherwise i would not have chosen you but surely he said somewhat encouraged by these last words there was some love in the choice too <laughs> how can i tell she exclaimed with a little laugh what is love finding himself confronted by such an amazing question khalid was silent and took her hand again for though many have asked what love is no one has ever been able to find an answer in words to satisfy the questioner 
seeing that the answer can have no more to do with words than love itself a matter sufficiently explained by a certain wise man who understood the heart of man if said he a man who loves a woman or a woman who loves a man could give in words the precise reason why he or she loves then love itself could be defined in language but as no man or woman has ever succeeded in doing this i infer that they who love best do not themselves know in what love consists still less therefore can any one else know wherefore the definition is impossible and no one need waste time in trying to find it a certain wit has also said that although it be impossible for any man to explain the nature of love to many persons at the same time he generally finds it easy to make his explanations to one person only but this is a mere quibbling jest and not deserving of any attention Zahoa expected an answer to her question and khalid was silent not because he was as yet too little acquainted with the feelings of a man to give them expression but because he already felt so much that it was hard for him to speak at all zahoa laughed and shook her head for she was not of a timid temper how can you expect me to say that i love you when you yourself were unable to answer such a simple question she asked and besides are you not my lord and my master what is it then to you whether i love you or not but again khalid was silent debating whether he should tell her the truth how the angel had promised in allah's name that if she loved him he should obtain an undying soul and how the task of obtaining her love had been laid upon him as a sort of atonement for having slain the indian prince but as he reflected he understood that this would probably estrange her all the more from him yet i can answer your question he said at last what is love it is that which is in me for you only but how am i to know what that is asked zahoa drawing up the smooth gold bracelets upon her arm and letting them fall down to her wrist so that they jangled like the camel's bell if you love me you will know khalid answered for then perhaps you will feel a tenth part of what i feel and why not all that you feel she asked looking at him but still playing with the bracelets because it is impossible for any woman to love as much as i love you zahoa <laughs> you mean perhaps that a woman is too weak to love so well she suggested and you think perhaps that we are weak because we sit all our lives upon the carpets in the harems eating sweetmeats and listening to singing girls and old women who tell us tales of long ago yet there have been strong women too as strong as men kinda who tore out the heart of kamsa was she weak women are stronger to hate than to love said khalid but a man can forget his hatred in the love of a woman and his strength also laughed zahoa 
i would rather that you should not love me at all than that you should forget to be strong in the day of battle for i have married you that you may lead my people to war and bring home the spoil and if i destroy all your enemies and the enemies of your people will you love me then zahoa why should i love you then more than now what has war to do with love again i ask what is it to you whether i love you or not am i not your wife and are you not my master what is this love of which you talk is it a rich garment that you can wear a precious stone that you can fasten in your turban a rich carpet to spread in your house a treasure of gold a mountain of ambergris a bushel of pearls from a man why do you covet it am i not beautiful enough then is love henna to make my hair bright or coal to darken my eyes or a boiled egg with almonds to smooth my face i have all these things and ointments from egypt and perfumes from syria and if i am not beautiful enough to please you it is the will of allah and love will not make me fairer yet love is beauty khalid answered for khadijah was lovely in the eyes of the prophet upon whom be peace because she loved him though she was a widow and old am i a widow am i old asked zahoa with some indignation do i need the imaginary cosmetic you call love to smooth my wrinkles to lighten my eyes or to make my teeth white no you need nothing to make you beautiful and for the matter of that i can say it of you you tell me that you love me is it love that makes your body tall and straight your beard black your forehead smooth your hands strong would not any woman see what i see whether you loved her or not <laughs> see is your hand whiter than mine because you love and i do not she laughed again as she held her hand beside his truly thought khalid it is less easy than i supposed for the heart of a woman who does not love is like the desert when the wind blows over it and there are neither tracks nor landmarks and i am wandering in this desert like a man seeking lost camels but he said nothing for he was not yet skilled in the arguments of love thereupon zohoa smiled and resting her cheek upon her hand looked into his face as though saying scornfully is it not all vanity and folly khalid sighed for he was disappointed as a thirsty man who coming to drink of a clear spring finds the water bitter while his thirst increases and grows unbearable why do you sigh zahoa asked after a little silence are you weary are you tired with feasting are you full of bitterness because i do not love you command me and i will obey are you not my lord to whom i am subject he did not speak but she drew him to her so that his head rested upon her bosom and she began to sing to him in a low voice for a long time khalid kept his eyes shut listening to her voice then on a sudden he looked up and without speaking so much as a word 
he clasped her in his arms and kissed her before it was day there was a great tumult in the streets of riyadh of which the noise came up even to the chamber where khalid and zahoa were sleeping zahoa awoke and listened wondering what had happened and trying to understand the cries of the distant multitude then she laid her hand upon khalid's forehead and waked him what is it he asked it is war she answered the enemy have surprised the city in the night of the feast arise and take arms and go out to the people khalid sprang up and in a moment he was clothed and had girt on his sword then he took zahoa in his arms while i live you are safe he said am i afraid go quickly she answered at that time the sultan of najed was at war with the northern tribes of shamar and the enemy had taken advantage of the month of ramadan in which few people travel to advance in great numbers to riyadh during the three days feast of bayram they had moved on every night slaying the inhabitants of the villages so that no one had escaped to bring the news and in the daytime they had hidden themselves wherever they could find shelter but in the night in which khalid and zahoa were married they reached the very walls of the city and waiting until all the people were asleep a party of them had climbed up upon the ramparts and had opened one of the gates to their companions after killing the guards khalid found his mare and mounted her without saddle or bridle in his haste then drawing his sabre he rode swiftly out of the palace into the confusion the enemy with their long spears were driving the panic-stricken guards and the shrieking people before them towards the palace slaughtering all whom they overtook so that the gutters of the street were already flowing with blood and the horses of the enemy stumbled over the bodies of the defenders the whole multitude of the pursued and the pursuers were just breaking out of the principal street into the open space before the palace when khalid met them a single man facing ten thousand i shall certainly perish in this fight he said to himself and yet i shall not receive the reward of the faithful since allah has not given me a soul nevertheless certain of these dogs shall eat dirt before the rest get into the palace so he pressed his legs to the bare sides of his mare and lifted up his sword and rode at the foe having neither buckler nor helmet nor shirt of mail to protect him but only his clothes and his turban but his arm was strong and it has been said by the wise that it is better to fall upon an old lion with a reed than to stand armed in the way of a man who seeks death Yallah! the sword of the lord shouted khalid in such a terrible voice that the assailants ceased to kill for a moment and the terrified guards turned to see whence so great a voice could proceed and some who had seen khalid recognized him and ran to meet him and the others followed when the enemy saw a single man riding towards them across the great square before the palace they sent up a shout of derision and turned again to the slaughter of such of the inhabitants as could not extricate themselves shall one man stop an army they said shall a fox turn back a herd of hyenas but when khalid was among them they found less matter for laughter 
for the sword was keen the mare was swift to double and turn and khalid's hand was strong in the twinkling of an eye two of the enemy lay dead the one cloven to the chin the other headless then a strange fever seized khalid such as he had not heard of and all things turned to scarlet before his eyes but the walls of the houses and the faces and the garments of his foes men who saw him say that his face was white and shining in the dawn and that the flashing of the sword was like a storm of lightning about his head and after each flash there was a great rain of blood and a crashing like thunder as the horses and the men of the enemy fell to the earth in the meantime too the soldiers of the city and the bedouins of the desert who were within the walls for the feast took courage and turning fiercely began to drive the assailants back by the way they had come towards the market-place and the bazaar but those behind still kept pressing forward while those in front were driven back and the press became so great that the shamars could no longer wield their weapons the enemy were crowded together like sheep in a fold and khalid with his men began to cut a broad road through the very midst of them hewing them down in ranks and throwing them aside as corn is harvested in egypt but after some time khalid saw that he was alone with a few followers surrounded by a great throng of the enemy for some of his men had been slain after slaying many of their foes and some had been unable to follow being hindered at first by the heaps of dead and afterwards by the multitude of their opponents who closed in again over the bloody way through which khalid had passed now the shamara saw that khalid could not escape them and they pressed him on every side but the archers dared not shoot at him for fear of hitting their own friends if their arrows chanced to go by the mark otherwise he would undoubtedly have perished since he had no armor and not even a buckler with which to ward off the darts but they thrust at him with their spears and struck at him with their swords and wounded him more than once though he was not conscious of pain or loss of blood being hot with the fever of the fight he was pressed therefore and while he smote without ceasing he began to know that unless a speedy rescue came to him his hour was at hand from the borders of the market-place the men of riyadh could see his sword flashing and striking and they still heard his fierce cry he looked about him as he fought and he saw that he was now almost alone one after another the few who had penetrated so far forward with him into the press were overwhelmed by numbers and lay bleeding from a hundred wounds till only a score were left and khalid saw that unless he could now cut his way free he must inevitably perish but the press was stubborn and a man might as well hope to make his way through a herd of camels crowded together in a narrow street then khalid bethought him of a stratagem he alone was on horseback for the enemy's riders had ridden before and he had met them in the street leading to the palace when he had himself slain many and where the rest were even now falling under the swords of the men of riyadh and the few men who were with him were also all on foot therefore looking across the market-place 
he made as though he saw a great force coming to his assistance and he shouted with all his breath while his arm never rested smite men of najed he cried for i see the sultan himself coming to meet us with five hundred horsemen smite yellow it is the sword of the lord hearing these words his men were encouraged and of the enemy many turned their heads to see the new danger but being on foot they were hindered from seeing by the throng yet so much the more khalid shouted that the sultan was coming and many of their heads that turned to look were not turned back again but rolled down to the feet of those to whom they had belonged the brave men who were with khalid took heart and hewed with all their might taking up the cry of their leader when they saw that it disconcerted their foes so that they at last took fright and the panic ran through the whole multitude we shall be slain like sheep and taken like locusts under a mantle for we cannot move they cried and they began to press a way out of the market-place forcing their comrades before them into the narrow streets but here many perished for while every man in riyadh had taken his sword and had gone out of his house to fight the women had dragged up cauldrons of boiling water and also hand-milled stones to the roofs and they scalded and crushed their retreating foes then too as the market-place was cleared the soldiers came on from the side of the palace having slain all that stood in their way and taking most of their horses alive which alone was a great booty there are not many horses in ajed besides those of the sultan though these are the very best and fleetest in all arabia but the shamars of the north are great horse-breeders so the soldiers mounted and joined khalid in the pursuit and a great slaughter followed in the streets though some of the enemy were able to escape to the gates and warn those of their fellows who were outside to flee to the hills for safety leaving much booty behind at the time of the second call to prayer khalid dismounted from his mare in the market-place and there was not one of the enemy left alive within the walls those who remember that day say that there were five thousand dead in the streets in riyadh khalid made such ablution as he could and having prayed and given thanks to allah he went back on foot to the palace his bay mare following him and thrusting her nose into his hand as he walked for she was little hurt and the blood that covered her shoulders and her flanks was not her own but khalid had many wounds on him so that his companions wondered how he was able to walk in the court of the palace the sultan came to meet him and fell upon his neck and embraced him for many messengers had come from time to time telling how the fight went and of the great slaughter and khalid smiled for he thought that he could now win the love of zahoa said i not truly that he is as brave as the lion and as strong as the camel cried the sultan addressing those who stood in the court has he not scattered our enemies as the wind scatters the sand surely he is well called by the name khalid 
forget not your own men khalid answered for there you have shared in the danger and have slain more than i and deserve the spoil there was a score of stout fellows with me at the last in the market-place whose faces i should know again on a cloudy night they fought as well as i and it was the will of allah that their enemies should broil everlastingly and drink boiling water let them be rewarded they shall every one have a rich garment and a sum of money besides their share of the spoil but as for you my beloved son go in and rest and bind up your wounds and afterwards there shall be feasting and merriment until the night the enemy is not destroyed yet answered khalid command rather that the army make ready for the pursuit and when i have washed i will arm myself and we will ride out and pursue the dogs until not one of them is left alive and by the help of allah we will take al shamar and lay it on the tribute and bring back the women captive after that we shall feast more safely and sleep without fear of being waked by a herd of hyenas in our streets nay but you must rest before going upon this expedition objected the sultan the true believer will find rest in the grave and feasting in paradise answered khalid this is true but even the camel must eat and drink on the journey or both he and his master will perish let us eat and drink quickly that we may the sooner go as you will let it be said the sultan with a sigh for he loved feasting and music being now too old to go out and fight himself as he had formerly done thereupon khalid went into the harem and returned to zahoa's apartment as he went the women gathered round him with cries of gladness and songs of triumph staunching the blood that flowed from his wounds with their veils and garments as he walked and others ran before to prepare the bath and to tell zahoa of his coming when she saw him she ran forward and took him by the hands and led him in and herself she bathed his wounds and bound them up with precious balsams of great healing power not suffering any of the women to help her nor to touch him but sending them away so that she might be alone with khalid i have slain certain of your enemies zahoa he said at last and i have driven out the rest from the city as yet neither of them had spoken <laughs> you think that i have not heard what you have done zahoa asked you have saved us all from death and captivity you are our father and our mother and now i will bring you food and drink and afterwards you shall sleep so you are well pleased with the doings of the husband you have married he said he was displeased for he had supposed that she would love him for his deeds and for his wounds and that she would speak differently but though she tended him and bound his wounds and bathed his brow with perfumed waters and laid pillows under his head and fanned him as a slave might have done 
he saw that there was no warmth in her cheek and that the depths of her eyes were empty and that her hands were neither hot nor cold for all these signs he knew that she felt no love for him so he spoke coldly to her is it for me to be pleased or displeased with the deeds of my lord and master she asked nevertheless thousands are even now blessing your name and returning thanks to allah for having sent them a preserver in the hour of danger i am but one of them i would rather see a faint light in your eyes as of a star rising in the desert than hear the blessings of all the men of Najed. i would rather that your hand were cold when it touches mine and your cheek hot when i kiss it than that your father should bestow upon me all the treasures of riyadh <laughs> is that love asked zahoa with a laugh a cold hand a hot cheek a bright eye khalid was silent for he saw that she understood his words but not his meaning it was now noon and it was very hot even in the inner shade of the harem and khalid was glad to rest after the hard fighting for his many slight wounds smarted with the healing balsam and his heart was heavy and discontented then zahoa called a slave woman to fan him with a palm leaf and presently she brought him meat and rice and dates to eat and cool drink in a golden cup and she sat at his feet while he refreshed himself how many did you slay with your own hand she asked at last taking up the good sword which lay beside him on the carpet End of chapter three